When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Key, J., good morning. Good morning. What up, baby? Hey, How's it down there in West Palm, Key? How's that well, weather? Just look at me. I'm nice and crispy. Nice and tan. So if I can be nice and crispy, then I think the sun is beaming. And I'm doing just, just fine. Took a little baseball in last night. Mm. Got a chance to see some spring training, but... Also had a chance to pay attention to what the hot news is, Max and Jay, which is new coaches and new places with old faces. Ooh, mm-hmm. did I just drop that bar? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because you've been having the toes out at the owners' meeting. That's why. No, I was. I don't think. I don't think anybody at the owner, anybody walking around, looked like me at the owners' meeting. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't think so. I know. Right now, Jay, I'm looking at myself on screen because we're on ESPN too, and uh, you're not looking tan. All I can say is it looks like I passed away about three days ago and someone <laughs> forgot to tell me. I, I need some sun. <laughs> I need some sun. Uh, uh, it, it, it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Guys, let's just dive right in. I mean, the NFL, just it's 24-7, 365. Here's the latest. Bruce Arians will no longer be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady retired. Bruce Arians is going to be the head coach of a team that didn't have Tom Brady. You blink. Tom Brady's the quarterback of the team, and the head coach is not Bruce Arians. That was fast. Extremely fast, right? You blink one minute. It was like, oh, Tom coming back. They're getting ready to make things happen. And then all of a sudden, you, you uh, even though we knew yesterday, you wake up and – it's not even the same anymore. It's like, oh, my God, Bruce is stepping down and Ty Bowles is taking over. And that's a great opportunity for Ty Bowles to become a successful head coach. You got Tom Brady. What more do you want? Well, Peter King, according to his uh, article on the decision by Arians, says Arians is relinquishing the Tampa job. That's how it was put. Quote, succession has always been huge for me. With the organization in probably the best shape it's been in its history, with Tom Brady coming back, I'd rather see Todd in a position to be successful and not have to take some crappy job. I'm probably retiring next year anyway in February, so I control the narrative right now. I don't control it next February because if Brady gets hurt, we go 10-7 and seven and it's an open interview for the job. Who's Wait, if Brady gets hurt, you think you're going 10-7? and seven? Well, 10-7 <laughs> and 7 is a hell of a year for a lot of people. Uh, come on, if Brady gets hurt, might want to flip that, those numbers around, 10-7. and seven. I got 31 coaches' families that depend on me. My wife is big on not letting those families down. So I, I am skeptical by nature about stuff like that in terms of connecting dots, but let's listen to what Jeff Arlington, ESPN NFL insider, has to say about the whole situation. I do believe that. I understand that people want to make it out to be that Bruce and Tom don't get along. I would actually argue they do have a good relationship. Do they get after each other throughout this past year? Yes, absolutely 100%. But uh, Tom didn't come back under some condition that uh, when if he decided to come back, that Bruce would ultimately be out. Bruce Arians was going to be the head coach as far as Tom Brady was concerned until he wasn't. 
these two things definitely did not happen as a result of one another. And personally, I believe the explanations that I'm being given. That was Jeff Darlington. I was told by both Evan and Jay just now, Key, I said Arlington. Jeff Arlington, yeah. Yo, you know you have senior moments when you don't even know that you – Jeff Darlington told SVP that exact thing. And I believe believe what Jeff is saying. How can I go against Jeff and Tom Brady? Not only that, having spoke to someone very close to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization yesterday after this news broke about, oh, man, you know, we're just having a normal – uh, conversation about what the possibilities could be. And he said, look, man, at the end, Coach Arians put this in motion even before Tom Brady made the decision to come back. When De- when Brady retired, he already had kind of started thinking about this because Byron Leftwich was going to get shut out as a head coach, and so was Ty Bowles. And they, can, they had this feeling. And then all of a sudden – Tom comes back, and then he says, you know what, this is the right time to do it. So this was nothing that was, you know, a Tom Brady is forcing Bruce Arians out type situation. Not at all. Key, straight up, just sheer speculation. I'm a crazy fan on the outside looking in. When you hear rumors, and I'm glad we stated the facts, when you hear rumors that that supposed quarterback that was on a boat with Stephen Ross in Miami and I'm thinking, ah, I, I feel like that's Tom Brady. And you hear rumors about, hey, Sean Payton retires at the same time Tom Brady retires. And there's a plan for these two to, to be a package combo down in Miami and go back to the AFC East. And then I hear Bruce Arians days later saying at a post presser, yeah, we'll take five ones for Tom. Then Tom realizing, I guess I can't. Go anywhere. But understanding the kind of beef that has existed between Tom and Bruce Arians for a while that we've seen. It's been on the record, even though they backed each other here and there. For then all of a sudden, Tom to come back. And then Bruce to be like, well, I'm stepping into a different role. And it elevates. And it feels like the, the narrative fits, and it's a perfect storyline. Well, you know, Bruce wants to elevate Todd Bowles. And, you know, I, there was already a plan to retire. It just doesn't line up to me, though. From a fan sheer speculation perspective, Max, it feels like Tom came back. Tom was like, look, this is the way it's going to be. Still like you to be part of the organization, but I, I can't have you. I can't have he, you in the I, you I very much I see I, my first my first <laughs> Sheer reaction. Speculation, Key. That's yeah. just from a crazy yeah. fan perspective. Yeah. You are unbelievable. Well, my, my yeah, first, yeah, my first reaction is this, okay? I see Tom Brady retires. Huh? That came out of left field, right? I heard Nick talking about it about a week or two before it happened. What? And then it happens. Wait, why'd that happen? Did I believe he was retired? No. And he came up with that thing about his family. He has to sacrifice. Uh, something ain't right. Now, it seems to me it would be rash. It would be logical if he found out it's not going to be so easy to get to where I want to go. In other words, another team. When he finds that out, he comes back and Arians steps down or up into the front office. <laughs> Key, how are reasonable people expected not to connect the dots? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's fine to connect the dots, and I would never want to uh, poo-poo y'all theories, but come on, man. No, you can Seriously. poo-poo them. At the end of the day, Tom Brady wanted to go back to Tampa Bay to play football. Was there conversations potentially that, oh, man, I can go to Miami where I'm getting ready to build this beautiful home in my family, and I can play one more year if it works out, and maybe Sean Payton goes. Those conversations always come up in circles in the National Football League. It's called the what-ifs. What if I did this? But in the end, Brady's back in Tampa. Bruce Arians, who, by the way, had 11 minority coaches on his staff, including females, 
last year, the highest in the history of the National Football League. So when you look at that sort of thing that Bruce stepping down and having some uh, uh, want to empower and put some diversity in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by the way, who's also been a part of hiring. This is their fourth black head coach that they've hired now. So when you start to look at that, you understand why Bruce would step down because in the end, like he said, there's no telling where this thing goes if I retire next year. You know, when people talk about, you know, why aren't there more minority head coaches, African-American head coaches in the NFL, it comes down to decisions people are making. Tampa's looking pretty good, right? Like certain individuals mm-hmm. in those organizations are making certain decisions and it is reflected in the composition of the team in front office. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, can you win a championship without Batman? Is that possible? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so Key, you you took a little quick little vacation just now earlier in the week. So what did Key miss while he was gone here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max? Do some quick hits. Key, you ready? Yep. Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy G's injury prevented them from getting true value for the quarterback. Who's the week one starter, Key? Is it Jimmy G or Trey Lance? It'll be Jimmy G. Jimmy G will get healthy training camp. He'll be the guy for the San Francisco 49ers. And if he struggles, they'll give way to Trey Lance at that point in time. They couldn't get what they wanted for him, so they got to hang on to him. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to see Trey Lance start. Key, I, I, I probably agree with you that it'll be Jimmy G coming off that shoulder surgery. We'll see how it pans out. But it just feels like, in everything Kyle Shanahan even said, it's time for Trey Lance to get going. The Lakers fell out of the play-in. LeBron is out. AD is doubtful for tonight's game at the Jazz. Key, LeBron needs three yeah. more games to qualify for the scoring title. Whether there's six left. Should the Lakers shut down LeBron? I hate to, I hate to agree with, with Jay. Because Jay was talking about this, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, which was still kind of in the early stages of it. But right now, it's over, man. It's a wrap. I don't they might as well get ready for next year. Try to start figuring out who they can get rid of and who they can get. That's what I was saying, Key. Business decision time. AD coming back with LeBron being at 37 years old. That's not getting into the playing tournament. It's not going to do it. They're not going to get into the playing tournament. See, I don't about care that? about the. I don't care about the age as much as I do. We ain't going nowhere. So yeah. what's the point? Well, uh, the point is for me. I'd like to see him get in three more games, not play too many minutes, qualify for the scoring title. It'll be mm. a great accomplishment. At the age of 37. Jim Irsay said about Carson Wentz. It's just for us. It was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious Jacksonville clearly wasn't an accident. He explained, Key, was Jim Irsay right to call out Carson Wentz when Wentz has already been traded? He's gone from the organization. Well, he did that, though, a couple months ago, Max, when he was standing outside of his plane in California talking about having a quarterback that could take him to championships. So it is what it is. I mean, look, the beauty of it is that they recognize that it wasn't what they were looking for. They cut bait. 
They're happy with Matty Ice. Let's see if that's what they're looking for. Exactly, Key. You recognize, hey, this isn't it. We move on. Unfortunately, now our big question is about Ron Rivera and the Commanders with Carson Wentz. But I am happy they're in our division. Don't worry; those those answers will be those questions will be answered soon (laughs) enough with 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 Carson Wentz. NFL changes the overtime rules key for the playoffs only, guaranteeing both teams get the ball. You like the OT OT changes? Yeah, I do like the OT changing in the playoffs. That that's much better than caring about it in the regular season. It's much better because in the playoffs, I'm, I'm all for it in the playoffs. Yeah, everybody gets a trophy. It's fair. Everybody gets to touch the ball. Both quarterbacks, we get it. It's about offense. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Bruce Arians is no longer the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. We have much more on that surprising news in 30 minutes with Mike Tannenbaum. But, you know, in the NBA last night, two of the top teams in the East went at it in Boston. Heat beat the Celtics 106-98 to clinch a playoff spot, and the Heat are also in the top spot in the East while the Celtics are in, are in the fourth right now. But the four teams are separated by two games, one through four, in the NBA in the East right now. So why aren't more people, my question is, talking about Jason Tatum as a star, the way we look at other young stars, let's say 25 and under, right? John Morant, oh my God. I'm the biggest John Morant fan, I think, in the world. They're 18 and 2 without him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Young, oh my God, <clears throat> struggling this year compared to, like, you'd think they'd take a step forward, but, and Trey Young's doing his thing. You have all these young stars, it seems to me, get more shine than Jason Tatum, right? Jay, do you think he. Is getting shot? Do you think? Let me ask you this: Can Tatum be the best player on a championship team? Can Can Tatum do that? I think he could be the best player. He just needs a lot of the right pieces around him. And my NFL equivalent to Jason Tatum key would probably be Dak Prescott. Right? Dak Prescott is right there on the verge of being an upper-tier quarterback. And that's where I feel Jason Tatum is. When you look at the Eastern Conference or you look at the NBA in general, like Tier 1, just in the East, I'm like, okay, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie. Like, that to me is an upper echelon. Jason Tatum is right there, but we haven't seen it yet in the postseason. He needs the right pieces around him. Like, we're talking about Dak Prescott being, can he carry a team offensively the same way Patrick Mahomes could? No, not so much. And that's how we'll put a guy like Luka, 
I will put Luca in that conversation. He can carry a team individually. He's going to give you assists. He's going to give you rebounds. And he can is also that give because you, you is that because <laughs> nowadays you have to be uh, an assist point forward point guard type to, in order to be that guy? It's not like Michael's day and Kobe's day. It's LeBron's era, and guys like Luca do it, but not guys like Tatum anymore. To a degree, yes. And key, I feel like for Jason Tatum, he is prolific offensively from a scoring perspective. Right, but he doesn't make other people around him better yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Whereas Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, it seems it's more like a collective of their pieces that makes this team unique in what they are. He's See, a pivotal I, part. When I when I look at when I look at players and how they can carry their teams, the first thing that I look at always in situations is the playoffs. The playoffs is what make you and no matter what sport you're in, if it's the Yankees and it's Mr. October, if it's uh, Tom Brady, it's the playoffs. It, it, so when you shine in the playoffs, that's who you are. That is who you are. I don't care what the regular season stand, stands for says. So when I look at a guy like Tatum, he has to take the next step in the playoffs. If he can dominate in the playoffs, then I certainly will believe that he can carry a team to a championship. That's just the way it has always been with championship caliber players. Now more than ever, Key, to piggyback that point, now more than ever in the NBA in particular – when you add in the playing tournament, when the season's over, regular season's over, 10 out of 15 teams are still playing in the postseason. If you are a great player, that's when you're going to have to show up. Tatum, to me, Jay, looks like a guy who can be the best scorer on a championship team. So not that you can necessarily, it's not about running your offense through him, but he can be the lead scorer on a championship team. I feel confident saying that now. I think he can do that. What's the separation between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Not it's enough, really maybe. close. Maybe that's one of the problems. They're so, too uh, you tightly see, packed. And you but, see both of them, and then it's, it's almost, it's not similar to see, Golden State like in this way. I Tatum team, it's, though. It, is it? Clearly? I feel like it is. No, I, it's Marcus Smart's team. It's Marcus Smart's team. Yeah, like like the way it's Draymond's team. Well, I mean, I, I still feel like that's Steph's team because Steph is absolutely prolific. Draymond is the motor. But I, I'm, it feels like this is Marcus Smart is the guy that's telling people where to go, what to do. Isn't that Dre? Yeah, to but a that's – but, but, but To a degree. When I, when I turn – I guess well, Steph for is me – Steph is up I guess for me, though, Jay, when I turn on the TV, I'm not turning on to see Marcus Smart. I'm turning it on because of Tatum. I'm I'm going to the game because of Tatum. I'm going because of Jalen Brown. That's why I'm going and buying those expensive-ass tickets. And so, to me, it just feels like that's his team. You know, I, I think it's an interesting, like, theme, basically. When you look at great duos, right, usually one dude is a clear cut above the other. Jordan and Pippen. Pippen's all-time great. Jordan's clearly the guy, right? When you have two guys that are neck and neck, you have conflict. Now, Kobe and Shaq were so great. They won three championships anyway. They should have won more, right? But they, sometimes when it's too close between the two top guys, whose team is it? Remember when LeBron first got to Miami? He was too deferential to Wade, right? And then they were much more of a, of a, un, of a powerhouse once LeBron took the lead. I wonder if, since you brought it up, Jay, Tatum is the best player on the team in my view. Yep. Jalen Brown is so close, though that maybe there's an identity issue there, and that's why a guy like Marcus Smart has to step forward as a leader. Well, it, we go back to being a prolific scorer, and JT can do that. But, like, 
it's interesting. Like their system, it, we, when we compare it to Golden State, Golden State runs more of a continuity system where everybody gets involved. Where it feels like Boston at times is way more isolated, mm-hmm. even though they haven't been isolation basketball a lot. But like it, Marcus Smart still drives so much of the engine there, and I, I think that's what. Even when we had the sound of Jason Tatum the other day about whose team is this, and he's like, "Well, it's kind of like mine, but it's all of ours." Whereas when you wonder about Luca or LeBron or Giannis or Joel Embiid. Or it's no. It's an interesting it's point. My team. Key, it's an interesting point to me that the way the, the ISO game has changed or the way the league has moved away from ISO, you, you had a guy like Michael Jordan, it's his league, Kobe Bryant, same sort of thing. And it used to be the two way ISO scoring wing was the best thing you could have, right? Went from center to that to now it feels like the best thing you can have is the point forward. Who, who is like part magic, part Michael, right? Like, like LeBron, that's the prototype. Guys like Luka try to, uh, can, can be a version of it. James Harden at his best, but then that gets into too much, you know, ISO type stuff. And, and that's not Tatum. Tatum no, it, is much more like a Carmelo type, right? No, I don't think so, though. I, I, I just, you know, he said the other day, I don't know when it was a week or so ago, that he talked about whose team it was, Jay. And then he, he said it was my, it's my team, but then he said, well, I guess it's kind of all of us because he didn't want to offend any of his teammates by becoming this is my team. That just wasn't his kind of personality. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at his ability on the floor, you certainly have seen him go for the 50. You've seen him dominate to a point where he had a stretch run there for a minute where everybody was sitting there going, well, why aren't we talking about him in the MVP conversation? We've never had that conversation about Marcus Smart. We never had that conversation about Brown. But we had that conversation about Tatum. But maybe, like what you said, the style of play key, like Jay, KD to me is the best player in the world when he's on the floor. He's number one. And the next level that he hit to me is when he started becoming a really good passer. The seven feet, the wingspan, he could just always find the passing lane. When he started doing that, and it's like an underrated, untalked about part of his game largely, that's when he hit next level for me. It's like, oh, my God, you can't do anything with this guy, right? So that it, is Tatum tier one or tier two superstar? He's tier two to me right now. But like, that's, why I compare, that's why I compared him to Dak Prescott. Every time we have a conversation about Dak Prescott, we get into a debate about whether he's tier one or tier two. And we came to the conclusion as a show that he's tier two, but he's at the top, top of tier two, that's waiting Tatum. to burst into tier one. And that's where I see Jason Tatum. But it has to happen key in the postseason. We have much more on this morning's breaking NFL news. Bruce Arians retirement plus coming up. Another one of Tom Brady's former coaches is facing the pressure. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, the NFL, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-mm. What are you going to talk about today, guys? Oh, just wait. Just wait. Something's going to pop off in the NFL. Something juicy. So, Bruce Arians is going upstairs to the front office. What is he? What's the technical the special advisor to the <laughs> we created a job for him role? Here's a new name title office. we just created on the spot. Todd Bowles elevated from coordinator to head coach. Five-year deal. We're going to have much more on this with Mike Tannenbaum, who thinks the Bucks may be better with Bowles than they were with Arians. But we go from one former Tom Brady coach to another because Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, is already tired of the Patriots' post-Brady failures. Here's Robert Kraft on his expectations this year bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years if it takes if it takes a few years for the team to to be you know in true contention or do you expect that to happen as soon as this year uh i expect it to happen as soon as this year Mm. well here that that asks the question key it leads to it is there pressure on Bill Belichick, the greatest coach who ever lived. But without Tom Brady, the sample size is getting larger, and he's good. He's made the playoffs you, you, with a rookie quarterback. But is there pressure on him? You love this stuff. You know. Where's the cheese? Where's the cheese? I think there is a little bit of, of, of pressure starting to mount on Coach Belichick. You know, I, I think when you look at the situation – Mac Jones, they certainly did a terrific job in the draft a year ago. So they're building. Mr. Kraft, you know, he's not getting any younger. He certainly would like to see another championship. I don't think that they'll get to another championship under Bill Belichick anytime soon, and I don't know how much longer Bill wants to to coach, but they're going to certainly be competitive. They're going to fight for the division. They're going to be in playoff races, but I just don't see them as being a Super Bowl contending team in the next several years. See, Keith, that, I, you said something that really took my thought to a different plane. I don't see Robert Kraft ever being able to fire Bill Belichick. It, Bill Belichick, I feel like, will walk away from the Pats before Robert Kraft will ever get that opportunity to fire him because I think Bill Belichick will want to try something different if he doesn't feel like he can contend for a Super Bowl. And you look at the AFC, it's such an arms race right now. With all these new quarterbacks jockeying for position, with everything we're seeing in the AFC West, it is absolutely loaded. So I think the probability of Belichick retiring is a lot higher before Robert Kraft firing him. Key, you think that Bel- – I think if, let's say, Belichick missed the playoffs this year, I think Robert Kraft could go in another direction. No, no, not a chance. Can't. Not a chance. Not Can't. a chance. No, how it, long does, the, when, does, when, the, does that resume not, not – like, how long does that give you protection? Man, he's got nine – Super Bowl appearances. Is that a lot? Six championships. Think about it. One a, a coach gets a coach gets one championship and he sticks around for 15 years. He's got six, Max, and nine appearances. 
and he made the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback that many didn't think could even play. No, no, he's a great coach. There's no look. I'm not questioning whether or not Bill Belichick is a great coach. I am pointing out, however, that people like me who were always like, eh, it's more Belichick than Brady. It's a coach's league. Since Brady left, and even with the year Brady got hurt, and before he had Brady, he was a really good coach among a lot of really good coaches. When he had the greatest quarterback of all time, he was the greatest coach we've ever seen. Now he's back to being a really good coach. No, I think oh, he's the greatest God, coach we've stop. ever seen. Still? Yes. Stop. The dude just yes. smacked. The dude just <laughs> reorganized <laughs> the entire organization Went out in free agency, put a bunch of guys together, took a rookie quarterback, an undrafted wide receiver in Jacoby Myers, mm-hmm. put them together, packaged them up, and made a run at the AFC East. Yeah. You can't do that. How about the Buffalo game? I, I, I'm I mean, not questioning whether or not he's a great coach. You, you did. You well, just no. said you, you just said he went from being a great you coach just did it. to a good coach. Well, you just well, questioned from You took him from great to good. To good. Okay. Let's put it this way. I think that I, I suspect that without Tom Brady, Belichick can be a great coach. I will say that the results he's gotten without Tom Brady put him in the category of very good. Great means you're going to make See, a I, playoff I, I, run. I, I, he hasn't I, I done that yet. This is, when, this is when I say I can't listen to you right now, man. Well, what has I he can't. done without Brady? It does, but come on. Brady, I'm the one arguing Brady, your position until I've seen but, new evidence. No. Don't look at Brady going to Tampa in a perfect situation, yeah. and then all of a sudden they hit pay dirt and they win the championship. Now it's more Brady than it is Belichick. Can't help it; it works on, on me, Key. Magic. I hear what you're saying. On, if you would have told me in advance, I'd have been like, "Yeah, don't be that guy." But here don't I am, that, that guy. guy. I'm that Max, guy. I'm Max. that guy. Yeah. Is Bill Belichick not the greatest coach in NFL history? He is. Okay. Because you can't take away all those is, Super Bowls that he won. Okay, but, is, but is, you're saying that until you see more evidence that he can win without Tom Brady, then you're – but you said he's the greatest coach. Let me make a comparison. Now. I want to make an NBA comparison, Jay, the way you said Tatum and Dak Prescott. I look at Greg Popovich. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm not so stupid that I think that because he, they haven't been dominating recently, Popovich still isn't one of the greatest coaches of all time. I understand that, okay? I do also understand that when a coach takes that next step – in historical greatness, he, he almost always has a player that's an extension of himself on the field, a next-level, all-time great yes. guy. So when Belichick had Brady, he was the GOAT. Without him, he hasn't been. When Popovich had Duncan, he was among the greatest coaches ever. Without Duncan, he is a, a good head coach. He gets good results with what he has, but he has failed to win championships without Duncan. That's his whole career. I'm not... I'm not knocking Belichick or Popovich. I'm just observing that those are the facts. Yeah, but, but, but Max, but, your facts are so wrong when it comes to this. Because when you look at it, it goes hand in hand. There's no question about it. But Bill Belichick won, as I said a minute ago, took an entire roster, reshaped the entire roster, and made a run at the AFC East and backdoored a team that many thought at the beginning of the year wouldn't compete in that division, and he just gave it to the Buffalo Bills, and they went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that he's going to improve this year. Now, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, no. 
Are but they going to the playoffs? Be, I th- yeah, I think they're playoffs. I, I think, think there's a real good chance. I think there's a chance they can miss the playoffs. I think there's a real no, good chance so. they can miss it based no, on how strong so. the AFC West and North have gotten. But I, I look, take Bill Parcells, Key. Parcells won with Phil Sims. He won with Jeff Hostetler when Sims got hurt, right? He was – Parcells – Parcells built up and made deep runs or turned around organizations or won Super Bowls with, in different situations. To me, he passes a certain kind of test so, that Belichick is now passing. Or like, that's what we're finding out about him now. So let me ask you this, though, uh, Max. Mm-hmm. And be honest with me here. I'm going into that voice. <laughs> um, so those three first Super Bowls, was that all Brady, some Brady, nope. mainly Brady? I, I mean, always like, thought it was Belichick, always. Okay. okay, okay. so if you thought the three were him and not Brady, and you say he's never done anything without Brady, then you give him those three Super Bowls. What I'm saying, yeah, well, but what but I'm saying, yeah, yes, but uh, what I'm saying is, like, Mac Jones is that kind of quarterback now. If you can't do that again, but they got to the playoffs. Okay, but that, but but he's talking about winning three Super Bowls. Yeah, but so if you can't no, but, at least let, but, make a deep Max. deep run with that, then what it means is no, it's Mac Jones is yeah. not Tom Brady now. Even when Tom Brady was young and apparently just he's helping not, steer I'm just, the I'm ship, just not he was he was more than that in certain ways. See what I'm, I'm saying? Asking you, do you think <laughs> that those three Super Bowls can be accredited to Bill Belichick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then you think the other three that they won could be accredited solely to Tom Brady? No, I wouldn't give soul to either guy. What I'm saying is Brady was more of the secret sauce even early in his career, but, I think, but, than but, I had but, previously I, given him credit for. But back to your point, though. So Michael, jo- Michael Jordan, before he had before he had Phil Jackson, had Doug mm-hmm. Collins. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get over the hump. Could not. No, he didn't have Scottie Pippen, though, or any other All-Stars either. Well, he didn't have a single other all-star on the team. But they couldn't get over the hump. That's true. So, like, they are intertwined. I oh, mean, I'm, of course. But I, I, of course I'm, I'm, losing, I'm losing my point on what you're trying to argue now. You, you're, you're saying that – what are you trying to say? I'm saying there's <laughs> pressure on Bill Belichick <laughs> yes. in an, yes. in, in, in an of course AFC pressure. where you, have, you could have three, maybe for the first time, four teams out of a single division. There are seven slots. The AFC West is extremely good. The AFC North is very competitive. The AFC East has a team in Buffalo that on paper looks better than – I understand than, all right? that. Okay, yes. so there's a really good chance he doesn't make the playoffs. And but at see, a certain see, point – I would what yeah. I would say, though, Max, and, and you notice, you know, Brian Dable's not calling plays in Buffalo anymore. They lost a handful of assistant coaches that went to well, the Giants. Yeah. That does make a difference when you lose a coordinator. It's not Key, losing that's a what, position so, coach. Wait, wait. You're losing the guy who was the basically the, the quarterback whisperer to Josh Allen's turnaround after a couple years in Buffalo who's not there anymore. So I'm not so sold on Buffalo running away with the division. So let's keep that same energy as the kids say. Like what you're arguing is there's a chance that the Patriots might win the AFC East. I'm Absolutely. with you. Key, I'm with you. What I'm saying is the circumstances are such that if you're the greatest coach of all time, if you're different than everyone else, and you got Mac Jones, a rookie who made the Pro Bowl, what, for whatever that's worth, who got to the playoffs as a rookie, and you're also the GM, and the division is open, let's see you make the playoffs. Let's see you win a playoff game now. I think there's pressure on Belichick. Oh, the yeah, there's no, uh, uh, when we started but, this conversation, I said there was pressure on him. But the pressure is not based on Mr. Kraft saying his statement at the owners' meeting down here in Palm Beach. It's about him 
wanting to win a playoff game, but it's not about the stress level of putting this pressure on Belichick because he had a conversation with the media, and now we're going to take it and make it seem as though his job Belichick is, is going to be on the right. streets yeah. Yeah. in about a week. That was my point. Like yeah. His job, like he's not going anywhere. There's always pressure on him. He's Bill Belichick. Yeah, and I wonder about that too. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Let's get to a, another NFL coach facing a ton of pressure in 2022. Bucks have a new head coach. Bruce Arians announcing Wednesday evening he's stepping down after three seasons in Tampa Bay. We're going to get a 30 for 30 someday on if there was a power struggle here. It's been a great time since he decided to come back. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80, Mike Tannenbaum, our very own I don't, with show you? GM. ESPN front office NFL insider with us. Good morning, Mike T. Gentlemen, good morning. Great to be with you. What's up, Mike? I mean, you're neck of the woods. West Palm. Oh, yeah? I don't hear any. Yes, I'm down here with you. I'm free for lunch, Key. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Um, Yeah, if only the NFL gave us something to talk about once in a while, Mike T. Um, What what do you think about Bruce Arians stepping (laughs) down? I think, first of all, we should celebrate him for being a world champion, a true champion of diversity. He's a guy that really follows through what he says. And I think moving the story forward, if I'm the Buccaneers, I think I've improved my chances of keeping Tom Brady in the future. I've worked for Coach Belichick. I've worked with Coach Bowles. Todd Bowles is his own man, but he's much more similar to Bill Belichick and his style than what Bruce Arians was. And I think watching the situation there, Tom Brady's going to be more comfortable in that environment. So if I'm the Buccaneers, I actually think this is a tremendous positive. And the other thing, guys, when you think about Pierre Paul and Dominican Sue, we talk about the aura of association and how offensive players are going to want to play for Tom Brady. Likewise, those defensive players, those free agents, if they don't get what they want on the market, playing for Todd Bowles is going to be a massive positive. So I think this is a big, big win for Tampa, not just short-term, but long-term. Yeah, I think when you speak of, of, of long-term, Mike, you know, I got to go back to Todd Bowles, a guy that I know very, very well, kind of comes from the same tree as, as we both do in the Bill Parcells situation. But I think when you speak of him as a head coach, his success is going to be tied to his offensive coordinator. And if, when Byron Leffridge leaves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and go and get, gets a real head coaching job out there in the world, that replacement at the offensive coordinating spot has to be so important for Ty Bowles. He can't make another mistake on a Jeremy Bates-type situation because that was a complete failure in New York for the New York Jets. He's got to get somebody – and let them run the offense and just deal with that. It reminds me a lot of the Hall of Fame coach, Tony Dungy, that I have with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coach Dungy was a, a great guy, a great coach, too loyal to a fault, though, with his assistant coaches. And when it came time for the offensive side of the ball, we struggled finding things that would get us over the hump. Once he got to Indy, he had an offensive play. They won the Super Bowl. You know, you know, Key, I think you're making such an interesting point, which is I think you just brought us inside the meeting with Joel Glazer, Jason Light, and Todd Bowles, which is this. Over the next two years, it's reasonable that we're going to have to recruit Tom Brady really hard 
it's reasonable to think that Byron Leftwich won't be here. He was a finalist in Jacksonville. If we have any modicum of success, he's going to be on everyone's shortlist. So what can we do today on March 31st, 2022, to start preparing for next January, where Byron Leftwich graduates, and we have to do everything within reason to keep Tom Brady? Who are the three or four people on the planet, pro, college, people that are out right now. Let's look at that list and let's work our tails off starting today so we're ready to go because we should expect Byron Leftwich not to be here and we need to have a plan. I think you're making a great point. If we were running the Buccaneers, obviously winning games this year is paramount, but beyond that, that succession plan is absolutely critical. Mike, I'm curious, why do you think they went with Bowles over Byron Leftwich for a head coach? And I know people can say, well, obviously head coaching experience, but I've seen a lot of coaches being hired this season alone, this offseason, who haven't had head coaching experience. Yeah, I think they're in a win-now mode. Todd Bowles is an experienced coach, not only as a head coach, but he's coached for a long time. And I think Byron Leftwich has a bright future, but we're in a win-now mode just not only with, obviously, the quarterback, but some of these other contracts. So I think it's the best of both worlds. But, Jay, well, going back to Key's point, I think if we're running the Buccaneers, we can't expect Byron Leftwich to be there long-term. Again, he was within a whisker being the head coach of the Jaguars. So they're going to be good again. He's going to be a hot candidate, and we got to be prepared for him to go. And it gives them both opportunities to get jobs, right? You tie Bowles has a job. He's in place. You don't have to worry about him getting uh, – Put on the freezer, put in the freezer next year, and then Byron Leftwich now gets an opportunity to really go get a job that makes sense for him, and not just a setup job for failure. Yeah, and I think it's meaningful, guys, that they announced last night that it was a five-year deal for Todd Bowles. So it's very clear, like he's the guy moving forward. This is not a band-aid or an like he's the the coach for the next five years, and let's plan accordingly. And again, I think he makes it. The offensive coordinator is going to be so critical there, not just short-term, but long-term. Yeah. So how, how much of a of – a, will there be a drop-off at all, do you think, from Arians to Bowles, or does his head coaching experience let him just kind of pick right up? Well, look, I, I like Bruce Arians. I really do. They want a title. But candidly, Max, in all authenticity, this is a massive opportunity I've seen Todd Bowles coach. He's a great coach. He knows how to develop young players. You look at his defenses, it's not just the great players that he's had. It's the young guys that he's made better. So to me, this is an opportunity to actually take your program forward, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Those players love Todd Bowles. They revere him. So, And like I said, I've been in the building with him every day. He's a great coach. This is a great moment for the Buccaneers. And we want to thank Coach Arians. What he did was amazing. But we're moving forward, and we have our coach for a long time. You know, Max, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for some of the players because when you're used to getting dog cursed, screaming, screamed at, hollered, snatched on the sidelines, things of that nature, and then Ty Bowles comes up to you and he puts your or- his arms around you and smiles when you make a mistake, it's a big difference. I went from Bill Parcells to Coach Tony Dungy. Bill Parcells screaming and cursing and threatening and this, that, and the other to Coach Dungy just looking at you and going, we'll get him next time. So it's a big, <laughs> it's a big difference. What's more effective, Key? It, 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 you can get it. You can win both ways. It, it, you win both ways. It just now you have to adjust that temperature to know, okay, this coach coaches different 
you can skin a cat many different ways. Mike, I, I am curious for from Tom Brady's perspective. You said they had to continue to recruit him. Like, what do you think that relationship now becomes between Tom Brady, Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles? It's job one, two, and three, Jay. Will everything we do as the Buccaneers does this help or hurt our chances of keeping Tom Brady? That's all that matters. Nothing else matters because everything else is replaceable except for him. So again, I've been around Todd Bowles every day. I've worked for Coach Belichick twice. They're their own men, but I'm just telling you, Tom Brady thrived in a system that was Bill Belichick, and we all know what that is. Great attention to detail, complete accountability. That's Todd Bowles. I think in a lot of ways, Tom Brady's going to get the best of both worlds. He's going to get more of that system and atmosphere and culture of accountability, but in a different style. And again, I think Todd has this real unique ability to be uh, in charge, but admired, be respected, and players love playing for him. So that's why, to me, this is a real positive and a real opportunity. I know it sounds crazy because he's replacing a guy that won the Super Bowl, but they're in a better position today than they were yesterday because this is about their future, and their future is a lot brighter now with Todd Bowles as their head coach. You know what, Max and Jay, the thing is, when you look at this situation, it's all about Todd Bowles staying on the defensive side of the ball and let Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady manage the offense, big decisions, down and distance, challenging red flags, things of that nature. You deal with Ty Bowles on that, but as far as the offense go, put up a wall. You stay to the left, we stay to the right. Thanks, Mike. Key, I look, he's set up for success, it sounds like, to me, Brady. Yes. Although, I got to tell you something. Whatever system, whatever way they were doing it, Brady went to Tampa, just like same, same kind of success he had in New England. Two seasons, won the Super Bowl, made a real good run, the net, you know, like almost got to the NFC Championship. <laughs> this dude... <laughs> Bucks can say all they want about Brady's return, not having an impact on Arian's decision to retire, but we'll see. ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.